1: believe um it is the two year anniversary of the show of awkward sex in the city so i want to say first off thank you thank you so much for coming on this journey with me and all my guests um liking and sharing and responding and emailing me also there are a couple people that have emailed me i saw them i'm so sorry i am going to email you back um I've been very bad about responding to emails in the past month, so I apologize. I saw them. Thank you so much. Um, I will be responding to you. Um, I thought I knew what I was going to talk about on this episode, and (laughs) I started recording, and I'm like, I have uh, no clue what I'm going to talk about. That's fine. This has been such a humbling experience. It's been such a fun and interesting and insightful and dare I say beautiful journey for myself at least. Um, I wanted to do this podcast for years uh, probably around like 2015, 2016 and I was uh, very nervous about being so open on on this type of platform. Um, I was very nervous about the technical, Sides to it, um, I was just very nervous. So my advice to you if you want to do a podcast, um, one, it sucks. All the all the mics are gone. I'm trying to buy a mic for a friend right now and every fucking mic is goddamn back ordered, but get a mic. If we get to a point um where we're back in studios, I mean we will get to that point. I don't know when. I do not think i will see my producer or the studio before 2021 (laughs) that's just where i'm at if you're watching the news and watching what's going on and all the 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 numbers like for the love of god please wear a fucking mask um and that's for new york city too i was out yesterday which i'm about to talk about in a second i was out at fucking at a at a fucking protest i was at a protest um, that went through like Greenwich village where, and like the village is where there's like a lot by villages. I mean, East and West. I don't mean like, I don't mean like Florida, the villages, um, and people were eating out outside, which great stay outside, but not wearing masks. They're not socially distanced. And I don't. I do not blame the restaurants for this at all. I blame the mayor and the governor for this because the rules have been so vague in New York City, um, and these places are trying to stay alive because there has been little to zero funding for small businesses, um, which is like the heart of New York City. Which is like this is such bullshit. So I do not blame these restaurants trying to stay alive in this, but to put these these employees. At risk, like this is like not, not, it's not cool. It's not okay. Wear your fucking masks. Um, anywho, I'll get to the protest in a second. Back to podcasting. Um, do it. Get a mic. Um, what saved me, what really finally allowed me to do it and kind of like let go, um, as I have talked about a lot in this podcast, I am type A, I am used to being in charge of everything when it comes to like my creative um, aspirations and also the business aspirations that come with my creative aspirations. Um, With letting go of control, I, what that stopped me for years was like I had to learn the technical side and I had to be my own producer and I had to be my own editor. Fun fact, I didn't know how to be a producer for a podcast. It's different than a live show. And I don't know the technical stuff. I still don't. I barely know it. I barely know GarageBand. Um, I do want to learn pro tools. uh, But you don't have to. Find a producer and find someone who knows the technical side. And partner up. It helped so much, so, so much to have someone who knew how to do all that stuff, who knew how to, like, Submit it to Apple and submit it to Spotify. Like, I didn't even know you had to submit it. I thought, like, I don't even know what I thought. Like, I thought, like, Apple was just like, "Mm, here's a new podcast. Put it up. I don't know. I didn't know. And it was a lifesaver. And my producer has made this show so easy to do. And it's fun. It's fun just being the talent. It's cool. So if you want to, if you want to do podcast, I say do it there will be an audience for it. And it's been a very nice outlet um, creatively for myself, as someone who is used to like performing live and doing live shows, I'm still not into the Zoom shows. I've had people ask me about Awkward Sex and City doing Zoom shows and I'm just, I don't wanna do it. And you don't have to if you have like a show, a live show. You do not have to do a Zoom show. You don't have to perform. Figure out what you love and do it. that's just that's not been the case for me. And that is a choice I've made for my show. But I'm saying that because I also, I mean, I have the privilege of having a podcast with the same title of my live show. So that's probably another reason why I'm like, nah, I don't want to do Zoom shows. I've got this. Who knows? Anyways, it's been a great two years. There's there's room for everyone. Do it. Do it. It's been I can't tell you how like life-changing Awkward Sex and City has been just for me in the seven years. Is it seven years? Yeah, it'll be seven years in, in August for the first live show of how much it's changed my life. Um, I'm so honored that I've had people come on stage or do this podcast and tell some like very personal stories and to have an audience that's just so with it. And just like understands what this show is about and what the journey is going to be. Like it's, it's, uh, it's been a very, very, very humbling experience and I cannot thank you and I cannot thank my producer and I cannot thank the people that have come on to my podcast enough. And I look forward to more stories and more journeys and more voices and more people to come on. I'm so glad people have been able to adapt and still been able to like get on the show uh, w- while remotely. Um, while it's not the same as being in the studio, it' still definitely uh, has created still like a great product for for you, the audience. And I'm just very thankful for that. Um, thank you. Um that's kind of all I'm wanna say about the two year anniversary. I was gonna go down like memory lane, but it just doesn't feel right. Um, I know for New York, I'm not sure if this is for a lot of major cities, but uh, July 1st will be the announcement of the the, um, the budget for the next coming year. And as you have probably seen, there's been a lot of like defunding uh, requests. New York constituents want at least one billion dollars defunded. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't. I don't think De Blasio is the sharpest tool uh, in the toolbox. and I think he is about to shoot himself in the foot. And um, it's going to be a very tense week in New York City. There is Occupy City Hall. Uh, Me and Erin went down to it yesterday. It's really cool. It's very well organized. Um, I cannot thank the people enough that are there. Saying there was like a not a, it wasn't like a severe thunderstorm, but there was a thunderstorm last night that was like torrential downpour, and they were just dancing in the in the rain. And it's really cool that they are just doing this for us and how important this is. And there's been some leaks that I don't know how real they are. But there are have people have been leaking information that possibly De Blasio is trying to make it look like he's defunding the NYPD by a billion, but it's actually like they're shuffling shit around in like the Department of Education and uh, other very um, under underpaid under. I was the word I want. Not enough in their budgets is what I'm trying to say. There's already not enough. And we actually just found out that um, they are getting rid of a program called Single Shepherd, which has been very crucial for schools in Brownsville and in the Bronx. It brings in counselors uh, to schools where there may not be any counselors. Like, think about your high school. Did you have a counselor? Yeah, you fucking did. And the there, it's very crucial and just the fact that that's like the first thing that's being taken away has, it was just like, Oh, they really don't care what we're saying. They don't understand what needs to be done for these, for these children and for our education system. And now there's talk of, uh, no fall classes for SUNY. Um, so there's SUNY and there, oh, I'm sorry, CUNY. It'd be CUNY cause there's CUNY and there's SUNY. CUNY is city. Of New, York, of New York City, uh, colleges, Ugh, don't quote me on that. And then SUNY is state uh, universities, sorry, state universities, city universities of New York. Um, and if you take away fall classes, you're taking away, you're just, you're literally taking away education. And it's mind blowing to, to read the articles, to see the posts, and just be like, "What are you doing?" And we went to the queer liberation protest yesterday. And first off, I want to say I was very impressed by me and Erin um, because we found it when a New York when a protest doesn't have a permit, which none of these protests have. None of these protests have had permits. Don't call me on that either. They, maybe they have. But I'm pretty sure they haven't. They can't disclose the route. Uh, so you, so. We had left, the, the march started at 1 p.m., we had left our apartment like at twelve thirty one p.m., and it was about like a four-mile walk to the march, to like the beginning um, meeting point, which it was definitely already passed by the time we got there. But Twitter and Instagram, man, they are crucial in this. Found the cross cross streets, and then we just see this huge bus with this amazing soundtrack. Um, I'm pretty sure we walked up to uh, walked up to the march to hear fantasy by mariah carey which is one of my favorite songs and also this definitely had the best soundtrack of um any protest i've been to so far um and it was great everyone was so happy and just cheerful and very peaceful it was a very peaceful merch and it seemed to have stopped at stonewall which understandably so so it's we were there for like probably 30 minutes and no one was like marching or moving so we were just like oh this must be the end point and so we left and we walked back home because it was about at that point probably about like a five mile walk to get back home um and uh by the time we got home like everything is peaceful there were a lot of cops which was like annoying we <laughs> we we knew we had found the march because it was just like 50 bike cops like right behind the bus um with people dancing on it and it's just like let me tell you all there is nothing funnier than a bike cop let alone 50 bike cops um oh which all of them weren't wearing their fucking masks that's uh, it's the most infuriating thing in the world is to walk through the city right now with this like influx of cops everywhere and not one of these fucking assholes has their fucking masks on and it's just it's just such a fuck you to us they're supposed to protect us and they aren't and they don't care they're only protecting themselves defund the police um just in case if you weren't sure like where i stand i fucking defund it okay i'm a socialist what is it, democratic socialist? Um, I, fuck the democratic party too, fuck them all. Fucking Nancy Pelosi kneeling down in fucking kente cloth. Like, fuck you, do your fucking job. Um, so yeah, no, I'm not democratic. I'm a democratic socialist. Um, there is a difference, look it up. Maybe join. Anywho, um, where is he going with this? Oh, Copsack. But so by the time we got home and we're like settling in, I saw Gothamist had posted that people were pepper sprayed and kind of like rushed by the cops. And people. some people were arrested. It didn't seem like too many, but it's just, it's fucking bullshit. Like it's such fucking bullshit. It was a peaceful protest. Um, which makes me want assume and this is my theory for this week that in new york it is going to be a very tense week because they are going to unveil the budget and if there isn't a legitimate one billion dollar defundment for this year with uh like actually coming from the nypd and not them shuffling shit around uh, there will be riots again. That is my that is my theory. It is going to get very angry again. And I don't blame anyone who is angry and I will be out protesting. I mean, not that we've stopped, but it's like it, it's different, it's different when it's different when both sides are angry. Like when this when the um, curfew was put on us, The curfew, and again, in my opinion, I have no basis of this, but the the curfew was put there to give the police something to arrest people that were out for, that weren't being, that weren't rioting, that were being peaceful. And it's going to get like that again, I, I think, if de Blasio and the city officials don't do what they should do. It's already, like, I remember I was like a little... I always get a little nervous in protest when uh people stop walking because a lot of times that means that there's police around trying to block the protest and like the kind of like the moment you see people put their hands up it's usually people saying like hands up don't shoot to be like we aren't we're like we're not causing anything we're not starting anything um and that happened yesterday people didn't put their hands up but people stopped and i was just i got nervous and i was like shit what are the police doing and aaron was like it'd be really dumb for the police to do something today um and i was like you're right it would be really dumb and then they did something and it was really fucking dumb um and i i don't know guys i, I was gonna, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a long week it's gonna be a long week and it's gonna get people are gonna be angry um Obviously, I have, this is just, again, this is just my theory. Um, it's starting to get hotter. It was a very hot day yesterday. Um, it was so, like, I, I bought Gatorade. I hate Gatorade. It tastes so thick. It's like cum. It's like fruit punch flavored cum. Um, and I was just chugging it because it was just too fucking hot. And I was like, I would like to not pass out. And we were on a, um, we were in a small protest like last week where someone passed out and it was hot. It was hot. You have to stay hydrated if you're out. Um, stay hydrated, get electrolytes, make sure you've got sugar in your body, make sure you've got salt in your body, Um, electrolytes. And I'm also like now crazy paranoid because last, um, before the headache started, I started getting dizzy spells. Um, it was almost like, um, tunnel vision. It was really crazy. At one point I did ask myself, like, am I having a stroke? Um, But then I I did the thing where you like put your arms up. Um, It might have been dizzy spells. It might have been anxiety attacks. I'm not 100% sure. They are very similar. Like all of a sudden you kind of feel like you can't breathe and things are moving around you. One time, actually multiple times it happened to me while driving a car. Um, That was horrifying. And then um, the dizzy spells seem to kind of come down and then the migraines are dead. And my neurologist thinks that they're actually, that they were both the dizzy spells and also the headaches were migraines. Fun fact, guys, you can get migraines like in your stomach, like headaches are just kind of a symptom. Um, <laughs> look it up. It's fucking crazy. But some people get, um, vestibular, I think I'm saying that right, vestibular migraines, which is literally like my head, my ear, like really, really hurt. And I felt like an ear infection. And I would get these dizzy spells. Sometimes I feel like if I was like moving my head a certain way and my neurologist who is this, just like, she doesn't fuck around. Um, she's super quick. She's like, this, 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 and this, um, uh, like the first time I met her I was like totally overwhelmed and then I was like oh come in with questions come in with like x y and z and, she'd, and I would just like read it off a list and she'd be like okay 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 anyway she was like look it up she was like look up <laughs> I told her I would freaked myself out on the internet and she was like never she was like never google um don't google guys my <laughs> I'm going on so many tangents. My boobs have been itching and I've never had itchy boobs before. And I looked it up. I was like, my boobs are itching. And I, like the first thing that came up was breast cancer. And I was like, do I have breast cancer? I most likely do not have breast cancer. I actually do need to get a pass though and get that shit checked out um, and have them check my boobs out. But don't Google truly. It's always like the worst thing that comes at first. Um, but, it, but again, it's just kind of crazy. Like that, that is a migraine and I don't know if that, they, they stopped. That's why I'm like, maybe it was a bad inner ear infection. Because they can't see an inner ear infection. They can see an outer ear infection. But the inner ear, they can't, like an ENT can't see through. And when I had first gone to an ENT for all this shit, um, with the dizzy spells and had like tests done, stuff like that. Um, she was like, it could be. It could be. It could be there's like these like little crystals in your ear ear that if they get dislodged that can also just fuck up your equilibrium and you have dizzy spells it could have been like a lot of things um your body is beautiful but horrifying at the same time when all the dizziness started too, i had the my ent asked for me to get my blood checked for a thyroid issue or to see if i was anemic because you can get dizzy from anemic um And then I actually went to the doctor and told her what was going on. She didn't check any of my fucking vitals. And she looked me up and down and went, we're also going to check for diabetes. Um, According to my BMI, I am obese. Um, I think that's bullshit. I have big boobs and a butt. I definitely weigh more than I used to. I weigh about probably like mm, 30 pounds more than I used to. Um, Because here's a fun fact when you're in like a happy relationship, you just kind of like to eat and fuck. Um, so I gained a lot of weight in our first year dating with Aaron and it just, it's just it been hard to lose. I've lost some of the weight and then it's come back and then I've also just kind of hit a point where like I've kind of realized like the, the bad eating habits I have of like denying myself something that I want, um, punishing myself for being a certain weight. Um, there's a lot of like personal like Fat phobic shit and thoughts that I've had from like a terrible diet culture thrust upon me by people around me um and so I've really loosened up and it's been um cool to be like I'm hungry I'm having four slices of pizza and not like punishing myself the next day for it um, there's been so many tangents, but that just like, I was just so pissed at that that doctor did that. Guess what? I don't have diabetes. I'm not even pre-diabetic. My blood came back, um, all good, except I was dehydrated and you can get dizzy spells from dehydration too. And so ever since then, I've been like trying to make sure that I'm always like extra hydrated. And so walking four miles in the, the hot summer heat at like peak heat hours at like 1 p.m um i'm just like chugging water that was the longest winded way to be like i've been chugging a lot of water on these protests um but you should too stay hydrated there's actually one today which is monday for defending the police but i actually can't go because i have therapy and when i found out about it it was too late to reschedule or cancel or i would have gone Um, also, fuck, did I get spoiled having all these protests near my apartment and to the people that have been marching and walking four miles just to get to the march. Kudos to you, man. Just keep on doing you and doing that. Um, I know I have listeners in the DMV. I just found out that governor Hogan from Maryland is trying to, uh, slash the education budget by over 300 million. Um, this is not just a problem in New York. This is not just a problem in L- LA or Minneapolis. This is a problem nationwide. Um, and if you're not horrified by the police, I think you need to look inside yourself and ask why you're not horrified. Truly. Cause it says a lot about your privilege. Um, myself included. I've never really thought about it. I had a stalker in college and i originally went to on-campus police because i had classes with this person and they were like we don't live on campus so we can't do anything so i went to off-campus police and like played like voicemails uh, like of that this person left me and they literally just laughed at me and like chuckled and then we just kind of like there's nothing we can do until he physically hurts you so who are they protecting Um, And that's just my personal experience. Um, I know everyone has much different experiences, but especially after just like what I've learned, like I didn't know. I didn't know that the police force was created to, in like such a racist way. I always thought like police just existed. I didn't know. It's okay to not know things. It's not okay to learn the truth and say the same. We have to learn how to be a part of the solution because a lot of us are a part of the problem, myself included. And like I've said in the past, it's uncomfortable work. But again, you like can't have sex positivity without everything that Eric Hart said. You just can't. So this is just it's just so important. It's so important. And I'm impressed that you guys are still here. Not that I think you wouldn't be, but like a lot's go- a lot is going on in the world. <laughs> a lot. People are being forced to work through this pandemic. I am assuming you saw the Trader Joe's Karen uh, in the new store opening in North Hollywood. And just being on that other side, guys, just fuck you, man. Like if you think you don't need to wear a mask, like fuck you. Fuck you. You're you're putting people's lives in danger. And I I just fucking do it. And this is not this is not for just like Texas and Arizona and Florida. This is for New York City too. Cause one thing that really fucking pissed me off on the march yesterday was we were like in we were like in the Greenwich Village where there's a lot of restaurants and protesters all wearing the fucking fucking masks, sanitizing left hand sanitizing left and right, the people. And the restaurants were not, they were not socially distanced. They were not wearing their masks. You are putting these employees at risk. And I do not, I do not fault the restaurant owners. I don't. I fault the vague ass rules of our phases that de Blasio and Cuomo have come up with. They're so fucking vague and it's forced restaurants to reopen to stay alive in this global pandemic but it took us so long, New York. It took us so long to get here. Please wear your mask. I mean, I basically still don't go outside except for either to walk in the park for exercise, a protest, or a grocery store. Like I'm not fucking around. We're not fucking around. Wear your fucking masks. To people that don't live in New York, to people that live in states where cases are rising, one, I'm sorry. I am sorry that You have a governor that's not taking it seriously. You have officials that don't care because they don't care. I mean, look, Cuomo did the bare minimum and it worked, but he could have saved a lot more lives. Same with de Blasio. They they basically denied it at first. They were like, it's fine. We have 1,200 ICU beds. It'll be fine. Guess what? It wasn't. Spoiler alert. It wasn't and everyone's saying like, oh, it's just young people right now, that's why they, like deaths haven't spiked yet because it's a younger group getting really sick right now. But the problem is you could be young and still end up in the ICU. And that's, this is where shit gets really bad when the hospitals hit their threshold. And we saw it in Italy and we saw it in New York you hate your threshold, too many people are coming in, and then doctors have to choose who gets to be saved. And a lot of times it's not the older people, it's the younger people that they choose, because they have a more fighting a fighting chance. I wish I wish it on no one. This these spikes are gonna take a long time to come down. They haven't even started coming down yet. And it will be scary and your anxiety is going to go through the roof and something that, like kind of hurts my soul and again this is just another theory that these people that are saying they can't breathe when they put their masks on i've been wondering are they just having anxiety attacks and panic attacks because the first month when you i had to go out for like grocery shopping and stuff like that and i put my mask on i definitely felt my anxiety rise and i would have to slow myself down and i'd have to focus on my breathing that's uh you like have to like center yourself. And it just makes me so sad because it's just another reason why socialized healthcare is so important. Why healthcare for all is so important. If people had access to therapy and these type, like just access to things that could help them see, oh, I have anxiety, oh, I have depression, oh, I'm having a panic attack, that's why this is feeling this way maybe they'd understand a little bit more of what's happening when they put on a mask and why they should put it on. I don't know. And again, that's just a theory that people are having anxiety attacks when they put them on. I don't know. It's also pure selfishness. We are a country that is based on individualism. We are not a community-based country. New York is more of a, is more of a community-based um, state or, or New York City, at least. Like, Like, my dad's always like, but you don't know your fucking neighbors, which is bad. I should know my neighbors. I'm just painfully shy with new people. But the governor told us to shelter in place, to protect people, and we did it without hesitation. Because I do want to protect my neighbors. I do want to protect the people around me and the community around me. I I don't know. I just get so shocked sometimes by what's happening. And... The protests just show even more that by wearing the mask really does keep spread down. <sighs> it's sad. Sometimes I feel numb to it. I think sometimes that's why I like I doom scroll because I'm like, I need to feel something. And like I'm I'm very glad I have Aaron here to be silly with and and like I'm not like I'm not depressed. Um I just get so shocked sometimes uh by people literally not wearing a mask. Um, so I'm gonna end on this. Um, I interned in New York City, which is why I have student loans and why unpaid internships should not exist. Um, truly, I accru- accrued accrued uh, 18,000 in student loans um, from interning in New York City for a summer. Um, part of it was because I was also dumb with money. It would definitely have been like half. Um, but they don't teach you when interest rate on loans means like <laughs> what. I'm not even going to get into it. But I, for half that summer, lived in Greenwich Village um, in a studio. And I I love my summer in when I interned so much because I was so dumb. I was so dumb. But I, one, I made it through, right? I got through the summer, um, even though I was so dumb through it, through it, and I was so naive. Like, I remember um, I was in Greenwich Village for Pride Weekend, which, like, that's where, like, Stonewall is. Like, I, I had no clue how close I lived to Stonewall. Um, I had no clue the history of like any of New York. I just wanted to be here. I wanted it so badly. And I was like 13, 14. And I remember I went out to get something real quick. And hordes of people were out everywhere. And I was so confused and like shell-shocked. And I was like, what is happening? And this was when I was still very like afraid of crowds and just like, painfully shy in a lot of ways that like, I literally ran back. I literally ran back to my apartment and hid for the weekend just to realize years later, like, Oh my God, Nellie, it was the pride parade going by. You had no clue. You had no clue. It was the pride parade. Um, and we got to walk by my old apartment and it was just really cool. August will be nine years in the city, not including that internship, which I don't. I was only there for like three months. Um, but just getting to see how much I've grown, and like even the show and this podcast, like getting to learn that sexuality is fluid and that, and that I'm, I am bisexual or pansexual because like I believe there's. Multiple genders, and that it's not about gender that you're attracted to, it's the person. Um, it was really cool. And I'm so sad that it ended in pepper spray. I'm very grateful um, to live in New York City and have gotten to grow up here and really find myself. And um, a lot of this pause, a lot of, you know, not working, not doing shows has really allowed me to go like inward to see parts of myself that I've lost. Um, I kind of lost sticking up for my ideas and like my gut instincts. I don't know when, I don't know where, I know who. There's been a lot of people in my life that have questioned my gut instincts, have told me flat out, no, I'm wrong. For me to only realize later like how dumb they were and how wrong they were but you know hindsight 2020 bullshit right and so it's been fun and kind of hard work to relearn that we learn how to be like no this is my instinct and this is right um I have a good gut and it's also just been cool to kind of learn like we have been conditioned for so long to think that our career defines us that our hobbies define us and they don't they don't define you who you are as a person is what defines you. And getting to relearn that is cool. For me, at least. I don't know about you. I don't know if you've had the time to. I don't know if you've been stuck as an essential worker. And if you are, God bless you. And also, I'm so sorry. Um If you get the chance, try. I mean, you don't have to. If you're like, no, I'm great, then do it. I've been feeling lost for years, even in like, the success of this podcast and the success of the show, I have felt lost for me personally. And I was always very afraid of that. I was like, oh, well, I have peaked. Because again, I thought like, this is how you, this is how society judges you. This is how you are judged. So there's been like a lot of unlearning and and relearning. And um, if you're scared of it, I get it. I was scared of doing this work too. But I'm really glad to like find the parts of me that I really loved a lot. And I've been glad to learn some of my toxic behaviors and hopefully get to work on those and walk away from those. There's this myth that like, there's like a time in our lives where everything makes sense and we're just like happy and perfect. And we are who we will always be until we aren't here anymore. And I think that's one of the biggest lies that we're taught that we should constantly be striving for this like perfect us. (laughs) Someone's like mowing the lawn. (laughs) You are not who you were 10 years ago. And that's a good thing. I am not who I was 10 years ago. That's a good thing. We're constantly growing and learning. And I don't want us to be, to shut out the idea of that there's more to learn and there's more to do. That there isn't more to learn and there isn't more to do, I mean. I won't be the same person in a month, and neither will you. <laughs> it's a fucking weed whacker, guys. Ever told you I accidentally weed whacked myself? I have a scar on my leg from it. Um, I was very poor, and I was like flipping, um, at Airbnbs, and they needed like the front yard to be like mowed or like weed whacked. And they were like, are you comfortable doing that? And I was like, yeah, totally. Uh, Never used a weed whacker in my life. I was in a dress and flip flops and the, you had to plug in the weed whacker to on the porch and like walk it down. And I didn't realize, like I thought there was a switch like that, like it was like a, like a vacuum where you would plug it in and then there was a switch to turn it on. And then you clicked another thing. Um, no, I like had put my finger on the trigger as I was holding it and literally just slashed into my thigh and like upper half of my calf, like near your knee. Holy shit. Did it hurt? And I was like bleeding everywhere. And then because the weed whacker whacked into my skin, um, the like string that like goes around really fast, uh came apart and i had to like text the person that i was like um flipping their airbnb being like hey the weed whacker is broken and she she was like what and so i showed her and she was like oh no i did not tell her i wear myself and she's like oh don't worry about it and then i felt so bad that it was like my fault that i then just like um got rid of all the 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 like over overflow of like grass and stuff with my bare hands, it was the longest day of my life. I was originally just gonna go to, to the beach because they lived near the beach, um, <laughs> and uh, and like lay out and just be in the water for a little bit. After that, for like a hard day work, hard hard day of work, um, and then I just walked there and like three different people were like, "You're bleeding," and I was like, "I know, it's fine, it's fine." Um, I had to get a tetanus shot, so I thought I was infected. And the the doctor was like, you should also just get a tetanus shot. You haven't had one in like five years. So fun. I've lived the life, guys. There's more to live. My boobs are sweating right now because the window is closed. It's so hot in here. Um, (laughs) And that is the two-year anniversary episode. Um, I hope you guys are doing good. (laughs) <laughs> this really wasn't anything i was going to talk about but it's cool it's fine i think i think part of the reason you guys keep coming back is you like the personalness of like a personal narrative of like something inside this like broad ever-changing new cycle that we have in the world right now um and hey if that's it cool i love it um I had someone email me the other day. It was like, you have a sexy voice. And I was like, I know, (laughs) I know. Um, um, Wear your mask guys, please, 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 please. New York city and beyond. We will get through this. New York got through this. New York at one point was the epicenter of the world and it was horrifying. And it was anxiety inducing and, new york's not done we're not done this is not the second wave this is still the first wave um and we now know that the summer heat won't kill this um but masks will um and washing your hands and hand sanitizer i just i really hope you guys are okay i really do especially if you are in states where it's rising and you feel like it's like closing in on you you're going to f- you're going to feel like you're radioactive I, for a long time. I still feel like I'm radioactive. I'm so afraid to go travel to see anyone. Like like travel like rent a car or some shit and like do like a socially distancing. I'm am not ready. You're going to feel radioactive. Radioactive. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel hopeless. Um truly and if you're like if you're unemployed and you're stuck at home um something that did help me was um, refinding things that made me feel safe as a kid, which even meant like, re- meant like even rereading books that I read as a kid that made me feel safe. Coloring, just something with your hands. Mindlessly watching TV also helps. Also, sometimes just leave your phone in another room. You don't have to turn it off. Just leave yourself, leave your leave it in like your bedroom and walk to your living room and just like watch tv and not fit any like computer in your lap or ipad or phone just give yourself a second watch cartoons you will get through this i guess i'll see you guys next week (laughs) whatever happens this week that i'll talk about next week or i'll have a guest we'll see i'm kind of like still like switching up I love you guys. Please wear your masks. Please, please, please. Guild your friends, be like, What are you doing? Wear your fucking mask. Wash your hands. Close the toilet lid when you flush the toilet. <laughs> I will see you guys next week.